temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. run with Matt Spiegel. You know, I think both of us, certainly I do, listen to a lot of sports radio. Matt Spiegel got on with some takes that were pure gold. Sundays, 9 a.m. to noon. I would say the show is probably the most recent game that would probably do the best of teaching uh, Rubes uh, okay. the game. Right. Our game. Uh, and, our, and thank you. I believe Sean Marshall dropped a couple of our games. <laughs> What would they have done with you, Marshall? If you were in the pitch lab and they're using Rapsodo and Edgertronics, what do you think they would have asked you to do or to add to your arsenal if it was possible? You know, that's a good question. And the technology in our game, as I left our game, my last year really pitching healthy was 2013 or so. But the game has changed a remarkable amount. It's time for Hit and Run with your host, Matt Spiegel. Oh, good morning and welcome in on a glorious, glorious Sunday. This weekend feels like baseball, doesn't it? It's uh, handy that there's baseball everywhere since the weekend feels like that already. Uh, I was at the ballpark yesterday and got to talk to you about that because the specificity of that kind of experience at the ball game on a beautiful day when there's actually a fairly well-executed game and a win... The shared camaraderie, I didn't get all the way to high fives with strangers. The, the pandemic doesn't allow that. But you could see it from where I was. That's when it'll be really back to normal. High fives with strangers. But I want to talk to you about that experience yesterday. Good morning, everyone. And we will also talk plenty about the experience of watching the White Sox on the West Coast late at night. With that terrific broadcast to accompany us deep into the evenings with Benetti and Stone. And or, you know, with Len Casper and DJ, if you're listening that way, after you spend the afternoon with Boog Shambi and JD on Watch Marquee, or you spend it with Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer and our Zach Zabeman right here on 670 The Score and the Cubs Radio Network, your companion sport is back the next six months, you and our game hanging out with stuff to talk about every single day. And talk about it, we will, right here on Hit and Run on Sunday mornings on The Score. 312 is the number to hop in and talk about anything with your Cubs, your White Sox that you like. And if specific stuff triggers your brain and your voice and your fingers along the way, do it at any point. Between now and 12.45, we're here, a little bonus hit and run on a Sunday, heading into the Cubs and the Pirates right here on the score. That's the same number, 312-644-6767, with which you can text as well. You can get directly to us at any point uh, that way. And using that tech zone is always appreciated. It's brought to you by Rose and Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Look, there's a lot we can talk about. There's a lot that we can break down. Some bad, some good, some troubling. We can um, talk about how it's early and it's just, you know, a few of 162 and simmered down. Or we could also start where we ought to. And if you know me at all, I think you know where I want to start. We have to revel in the amazing excellence of your mean Mercedes. we got to just hang out and kind of bathe in the Yerminator. 
it's so funny because there was one plate appearance in the bigs. One before all this stuff. And it was last year. But it goes back really to last spring training when he put up outrageous numbers and people got super excited about your mean Mercedes. And then research was done and articles were written and you look at him a little closer and he's just so damn fun and exciting to watch in BP and in moments in games that don't matter so much because he's got this outrageous swing. Super fun wiffle ball stance and swing where with no strikes or one strike, and certainly in BP, and any time in the last decade of his baseball life, he is trying to hit just absolute bombs with this enormous leg kick, this big demonstrative hand movement package as he loads up before the swing. The hands drop below the waist as he loads up. It's outrageous. It's slow pitch softball stuff. It's wiffle ball backyard stuff. It is... Uh, Just a hilarious approach that has turned people off, baseball people off, for a long, long time. If you're not watching close enough. Because it looks so showy. It looks so selfish. All that movement. But if you've actually paid attention to the results the last few years, you've seen them in games in the minors the last few years, you learn stuff that you have eventually now seen over these past two days. He quickens up against velocity. He moves faster. When he knows there's a fast pitcher out there. He's perfectly willing to hit outside breaking pitches the other way. He's never struck out at a 20% rate. The rate around the league, the average is 25. He's not even a 20% K rate guy, which doesn't make sense for what you see. But now here it is on display. In the games, when the dude finally gets his chance. And now, look what he is. He's the kind of hitter that every front office wants because those first two strikes that he's got to play with, he's doing everything we said with the big load up and the enormous leg kick and trying to hit bombs. But with two strikes, look what he does. It is beautiful. The leg kick disappears. The hands action on the swing load is gone. He gets in this deep, kind of Ricky Henderson, Pete Rose crouch. And he focuses on the simplicity, on making contact alone. How many times have we discussed this? This is what they want every hitter to be. Are you a bomber or are you a contact guy? We'd like you to be both, thanks. And very, very few people in MLB can be both. Your mean Mercedes can be both at the plate. And look, it's not always going to work out like this. Eight hits in his first eight at-bats? Are you kidding me? But that approach plays. What he does plays. He's forced his way into the lineup against a righty last night. If you're Tony La Russa, how do you take him out of the lineup tonight? You can't. You better not. So you're mean Mercedes pushing his way in. And just what he's done over these first two games has just just been unbelievable. First two games for him. And the good feelings, the good vibes made for him are, are just absolutely massive. We'll touch on it a few different times during the course of the day. Herb Lawrence loves your mean Mercedes. Truth be told, when I look at your mean Mercedes, I see Herb Lawrence. I see the body type. Um, maybe that's part of the love, that bowling ball thing. And I, I don't think Herb would take it the wrong way. I mean, look, I think Herb is perhaps just as athletic as your mean Mercedes while looking just as physically enjoyable. You know, but we, but it's, it's Juan Uribe. It's the same kind of thing. We, we love guys like that. It doesn't look like they should be good, but they are. Anyway, Herb's going to talk your main Mercedes with me at 1040. At 10 o'clock, Dave Brown, Answer Dave, who's back writing baseball. Um, Juan Uribe. Uh-huh. Uh, Dave Brown's back writing baseball regularly for the Midway Minute. He and Kevin Kadick have a pretty cool thing going on there. And, uh, and, and I've always enjoyed Answer Dave, Dave Brown. So we'll talk to him at 10 o'clock about a wide variety of things, including Jake Arrieta's return. And um, who else? Uh, uh, Danny Rocket 
from the San Ranto podcast is going to be on this show around noon. The Bleacher Bum Band just, they finished their record. They put out a record. He played, the band played at the G-Man, the former Ginger Man owned by Joe Shanahan over there next to Metro. That's the baseball and music bar. That's the spot for all that. A Bleacher Bum Band played there the other day. And Danny, uh, an active part of, uh, of Cubs Twitter and Cubs socials for a long time. Looking forward to talking to him. And along the way, I, I, my pops is coming on. Herb Spiegel's coming on. My favorite guest. Um, shamelessly. Pops will be 88 in May, but he's sharp as a tack. And he brought me unbelievable trivia regarding your mean Mercedes and the dude he matched with his debut uh, on, on Friday night that we must discuss. There's incredible, weird, awesome trivia regarding one of the guys whose name came up in relation to what your mean Mercedes did. And I have to talk about it. I have to talk about it. So my pops will come on. He sent me 50 baseball trivia questions for my 50th birthday and was yelling at me for not having responded to them and consolidated them yet and worked on them. So maybe I'll have to do that along with him. So your father's baseball trivia, my father's baseball trivia coming up around 1140 as well. Um, Between now and then, join us, join us, join us. 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. Happy Easter to you all who celebrate. Happy culmination of Holy Week. Uh, happy Passover for those still um, celebrating Passover. If you are, soon you'll be done with matzah. Soon you can go back to leaven if you're, if you're, if you're doing it that, that serious. Um, look, Jake Arietta was really good. Was really good yesterday. Was fun to see. And Jake Arietta spoke about what it felt like there at the ballpark as well. Just how how great it felt for him with the fans. Said it it picked up right where he left off. And even though there were ten thousand plus, it felt like a lot more to him. And then he was good. It was real good for six innings. Thought maybe <clears throat> he could come out and go a little bit more, but why bother? Nobody does that these days. It's amazing. You, you want to know how careful managers are being with pitchers this year? Jose Barrios and Corbin Burns both had six no-hit innings yesterday in a Twins-Brewers game. They both had thrown double-digit strikeouts through six hitless. That's never been done before. Never. And Burns started the seventh, but gave up a hit early and was gone. Barrios didn't even come out to start the seventh. So, so nobody's going to get to do that, at least early on. And that's why they called Zach Greinke's game a gem the other day. It pissed me off Thursday night. Then there it was on Friday morning on, on a headline writer on MLB.com. Greinke throws a gem. Six innings. Six innings is not a gem. I'm sorry. It's just not. What I'm is? Gonna need a, I, I'm going to need at least seven innings for a gem. A gem used to be a complete game that wasn't a shutout. You could still call it a gem, or maybe a shutout was a gem. It's all abstract. I know it doesn't matter, but it still angers me, Sean. A gem then became, okay, maybe eight innings. You, six innings can't be a gem, can it? Do I need to roll with that one? Can well, I at least get seven? Because a gem um, implies, uh, obviously, a thing of beauty, but I've always felt like a gem is one of those things that rests your bullpen. One of those things that like helps your team more than just your one day. Oh, I got a gem from him. That's great. That means we shall, we'll be in very good shape tomorrow. Still had to get three innings out of a bullpen. This is why, first off, I emailed you about baseball court. I think baseball court's a decent idea. Um, you, could, you could put this to the judge, and you could talk about what is a gem and what isn't a gem. But also, uh, I, w- I, would, I would put up, like, what if a guy went six innings and struck out all 18 guys, but then used, you know, like 120 pitches great. to do that? I, I doubt they'd pull him, but, like, you know. I, I mean, well, Jose Barrios, I, I, do I have to call that a gem? I guess so. I don't know. The game is changing. Our game has changed. We know this. Six innings, 12 strikeouts. That's brilliant. No hits. What do we even call that? I guess I need new semantics for everything. And I we're call gonna it have a gem. To, 
You'd call that a gem? Yeah, six innings, no hits, 12 strikeouts. That's a gem. I, the gem has always meant length to me. It's always meant, you know, and these guys want to go longer. At least they used to. I love Barrios, by the way, said that he did not even realize there was a no hitter going on. And that when Rocco Baldelli came up and said, all right, man, you're done, and gave him a hug after six, Brios was like, cool, that's great. And then a couple minutes later, he realized, wait a minute, they don't have any hits. I, I'm, not, I'm not staying in? Okay, all right. Didn't even know. Barrios also claims that when he's thrown no-hitters in the past, I think in the minors, that he also didn't know he had a no-hitter in those games. So if that's the case, then he's got a remarkable ability to stay in the moment and not think about things in context, that's either really impressive or really unaware. Maybe both. Maybe it's good to focus and be that unaware of the broader, uh, the broader picture. If you're uh, Jose Barrios, he's good. Jose Barrios, real good. And starts to look um, like himself early on in this year. Was great in the spring. So, damn it, I should have drafted him. In fantasy. But anyway, uh, I'm straying from the point. The point is that Arietta looked really good. And then that Cubs bullpen after him also looked good. It's a diff- amazing what a difference uh, a couple days can make. The Pirates are terrible. We don't want to make too much of it. But here's the thing about Craig Kimbrell, who was terrific in striking out the side in the ninth inning. With Kimbrell, you can see, regardless of opposition, whether he's got it going or not, whether he's locked in or not. And Craig Kimbrell scared the hell out of people early on in spring training. But right now looks like a guy who is continuing where he left off last year. And that is having fixed himself mechanically and feeling very confident in his control, especially on that curveball. He threw that knuckle curve for strikes yesterday. A bunch. Got ahead of guys. Backed it up. Went two in a row on the knuckle curve for called strikes at one point in that ninth yesterday. If he's doing that, then even if the fastball was at 96, I think he topped out at 97 yesterday. But if that fastball is at the top of the zone at 96 and the knuckle curve is coming out of the same tunnel and for a strike, then he, he doesn't quite have to be 99 in a hundo as long as he's got that pinpoint control with everything. And as long as it's got that ride, that four-seam ride, that carry at the top of the zone, he looked awesome. And it, it does fit what we've heard about Kimbrell, that he needs time. It took him time last year during the regular season after the summer camp restart. It took him time in spring training. And he never had that time in 2019. So he's one of those guys that needs a few outings to get going, to find the mechanics, to find the confidence and control. And when he does have it, well, maybe he can look like himself or like an older version of himself, which is what he looked like yesterday. That was really, really good see. A gem is a completed work, says Phil in Madison. Complete game is a gem? Well, that's not going to happen. We don't have many of those these days. Very, very few. Um, I'm getting a few get off my lawn uh, reactions or telling me that I'm telling people to get off their lawn with the gem. Tell you what I won't do is belabor the point. I'll tell you this, though. Arietta looked great. Kimbrell looked great. And there are a lot of performances to revel in, think about, and look about. And then there is some distress about the White Sox bullpen. Hilarious that Aaron Bummer said, you probably have it, Sean. What I don't expect said. to lose a game if we're leading after the fifth inning. Yeah. Well, that's what Aaron Bummer said a couple weeks ago, this vaunted White Sox bullpen, and baseball will just come up and bite you in the ass. And there it is. Two out of three games, two blown leads from the bullpen, and it's two guys who you trust more than just about anybody. Evan Marshall... And Aaron Bummer. Bummer the other night. Marshall last night. The commonality, though. The commonality of these White Sox games has been brutal defense. Problematic, ugly defense that has made things much more difficult for the pitchers. 
we have to talk about this. We have to worry about this. Tim Anderson looked none too pleased to be called off by Luis Robert for a ball that Luis then allows to ricochet off his hat and hit his head and bounce over to Adam Eaton in right field. And then Eaton makes another error, hitting the mound on the throw back in. Lead go boom. Troubles. That forced Lance Lynn to throw some extra pitches, just like Madrigal forced Aaron Bummer to throw extra pitches on Thursday night. And and not just extra pitches, but extra stress pitches. Lance Lynn doesn't even get to finish the fifth, doesn't even get to go to 100 pitches, as that streak for him ends at 37 straight starts, which is an amazing thing. But uh, that defense, that defense is, is a problem so far and is a, is a much bigger concern than the bullpen to me because those two guys have blown it, are guys that you are going to trust, and the defense made things much more difficult and much more difficult than they needed to be. So why is it, is it like a long-term worry for the entire season for the Sox with that defense? Because I think once they get Engel back, it will, you know, get better. And, and it's not like Robert's making that mistake every time. No, but just, just in general, you've got to communicate. You've got to, you've got to play well as a defense. And, Look, Madrigal is a concern for me. Madrigal is a big time concern for me, and it's not like Garcia is is survivable at the plate as of right now. It was zero for four with strikeouts last night, but I felt better about Lurie Garcia at second base than I did about Nick Madrigal at second base. And the irony is that left field hasn't been an issue yet defensively at all. It's been other spots. Right field has an error. Center field has an error. Second base has an error. There's lots. So I, I, those, those kind of things will derail even a very good bullpen. And That's our baseball conversation. Yes. Uh, occasionally, commercial breaks will derail our baseball conversation as well. As well. 312-644-6767 is the number. It is hit and run on 670, the score. Um, I, I got to detail the experience as of yesterday and tell you you can have it too. Coming up next on Hit and Run. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Cubs lead 5-1, two down, ninth inning, the 1-2 pitch. Strike three called, it's all over. Kimbrough strikes out the side. Ball game over, Cubs win by a score of 5-1. to one. He was wanted in this one no matter what today. I think just he likes to pitch, and I think it's a, you know, we've, we've seen him build in spring training up and, and each performance getting better. Like, he's in a really good place. The breaking ball was nice and sharp, throwing it for strikes. Yeah, really nice performance. I thought the bullpen as a whole did a really nice job. Chafe. Um, coming in, falling behind 3-0, and then, and then you know, uh, getting everybody out. Workman did a nice job, clean, getting those guys back out there, having nice, clean innings uh, was nice. A really good pitching performance. Today. 
Kimberlin yesterday talking about Craig Kimball, and you heard the final call there from our Pat Hughes right here on the Cubs radio network. I know Thursday was nasty in terms of weather. If you were one of the fans who went on Thursday, I'm sure it was not fun at Wrigley Field um, by the end <laughs> or by whenever you chose to leave. It was cold. It was brutal. Uh, the team played poorly. Every pitcher walked somebody. Uh, all the hitters struck out. And no, no pitcher could find the plate or find control. And you got two hit by the Pirates. That's ugly. Yesterday was remarkable. It's hit and run on 670 the score. We're going to talk a lot of your mean Mercedes, a lot of White Sox today. A couple of callers lined up, and we will get to you this hour at 312-644-6767. Every Sunday morning, we will take calls in the first hour. But I, I need to share my specific experience at the ball game yesterday. I, I went as a fan, and obviously it had been a long time since I just went to a, a, a game at Wrigley or at guaranteed rate, a big league game in this two-team town on a beautiful day. That specific brand of experience yesterday, absolutely beautiful day, with, with my girl, my lovely wife, who's a hardcore fan, having a couple of beers in the stands, having a grilled hot dog, because, yes, I've, I've been... I tried to go vegan. I went vegan hardcore for six weeks. Now we're vegan at home. I know. Laugh at me if you will. But it does allow me to have a grilled dog at the game. Anyway, a well-executed ball game. Some good defense. Javi Baez stealing second and third back-to-back. Home runs. People standing for Arietta with two strikes, standing for Kimbrel at the end with two strikes. That song that you still don't like, even though you respect Steve Goodman, but you sing along anyway. Seventh inning stretch. I mean, on a beautiful day and a win. A win. That shared collective feeling of a win. This kind of experience is gold. And... I, I didn't realize that I missed it as much as that. Even, even I, who talk about the game a lot and love the game and yada, yada, I didn't even realize how much I'd missed it. It can be a very transcendent experience. I, I, I assume and hope that every person listening right now has one of those experiences from somewhere in your memory banks, whether it's at one of our two ballparks or wherever it was, some season, some ballpark passed. You could probably close your eyes and take yourself there to an absolutely beautiful day with someone you really, really enjoy being with, watching a game. And it can be a transcendent moment at its best, a simple joy where your troubles be gone. It is, it's special. I'm telling you, you can get there again. Pandemic, be damned. Um, pandemic restrictions may seem uncomfortable as you've read about from the ballpark. They're figuring it all out. Got to be patient. And I was patient yesterday and you'll need to be patient when you go in terms of the concessions, in terms of the ushers, in terms of people figuring out the logistics of it. And I know the tickets are pricey, but if you can find a way to get there, if you've been thinking about it, do it. Those kind of special moments are available for you again. And there it was yesterday. A beautiful day or evening at the park can last a good long time. And it felt like it just went on and on and on. The game moves slowly, just as slow as you want it, especially if you allow yourself to focus on the game. It's harder than ever these days to, um, to be mindful, to be present. I put my phone away. Not enough yesterday, but still for some of the game, I put the phone away. And that's the thing about baseball is that it does demand mindfulness and it can reward that mindfulness. Such a challenge in our lives. If you can do it, you can be rewarded. My best moment for that yesterday. Just had, um, had a second just watching Jason Hayward walk to the plate. And I was like, man, look at that dude. Such a good athlete. Such a respectable guy. Um, such, a, such a solid human as we've come to learn and know him in this town. 
And then you see the athlete, the long limbs, the strong man, the sturdy stance. He's all coiled there. He's ready to explode. And I'm just focused on him and the stance and focused on the plate, even more than I was on the pitcher. I wasn't even looking at the pitcher. Just looking at Hayward. And that mindfulness, that focus got rewarded yesterday. Holmes likes to throw a lot of sliders. This might be a good matchup for Hayward. A swing and a fly ball, right field and deep. Back goes Polanco. It's got a chance. Gone. Ron, you were saying you like the matchup. I like your comment. <laughs> I'd like to say that about 30 more times this year for Jake. He gets a slider inside or something coming towards him. Could have been a cutter, but you knew this was going to be a good matchup for him. He got a pitch he could handle, and he pounds this ball to right center field. This is about two-thirds of the way up the bleachers. The Cubs now lead 4-1. to one. That's Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer. Coomer called it, huh? He saw the matchup. He liked it. Maybe Hayward did, too. Maybe Hayward knew that he was getting on to something. But, man, had that moment there in the stands, able to focus on Hayward, and that was a bomb. So satisfying. To see it come off the bat, to jump up. And you know sometimes at the park you miss it with your eyes and you don't get to see it. Not that one. I was able to track that one the whole way. Was it 438 feet? Is that what they said? They might have said less than that in the 420s. Check it out for me, Sean. I know he hit one 427 in 2019. That's his longest via StatCast. Not sure if yesterday topped it or not. But God, that was a blast. And just so satisfying to be there and be locked in for it. So get there, folks. If you get the chance, if you've been worried, especially on a beautiful day, my goodness, get there. And those kind of days can be possible. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Texter says, even just listening to Pat and Ron on the radio while I do things around the house made my day 10 times better. Yeah, that's it. That's the thing. Just, just add it to your life. That's what we've missed. And now it is back. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Want to talk with you guys about the Cubs and about the White Sox. Lots to talk about with your mean Mercedes and Sean Marshall and the use of the bullpen. And everything from yesterday. Let's go to the phones. First up is Ben in Queens on Hit and Run this morning on The Score. Good morning, Ben. What's happening? Welcome back. Good morning, Matty Steves. Uh, before I get to my Arietta thoughts, I just had a couple things. First of all, a gem, according to the Bill James online, is a game score of 65 and above, Ooh. or at least six innings of shutout ball. So you could have six innings of shutout ball, but still like walk five guys and give up, well, whatever. Anyway. No, 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 that's but that, that's good. I, I didn't realize that Bill, Bill James had gone ahead and, and defined that via game score. That's healthy because then that becomes uh, independent of how long you go and uh, takes some of the abstractions away. I like it. So game score of 65. Thank you. Right. I can't say if it's Bill James or a writer on the site, but it's, you know, it's sanctioned through the okay. site. So <laughs> that's one thing. Two. Father's Day of 2019, I believe you brought your dad in with the Shostakovich. If I could please um, uh, request some Shostakovich, if that's possible. But you probably got something lined up. Uh, and tomorrow, tomorrow we get to retire the most annoying East Coast word ever, and that is the tournament. The tournament ends tomorrow. Okay, so thank God that's over. Yes. Let's get to Arietta. Okay, um, I got to see a little bit more of Arietta these past three years, uh, you know, by uh, consuming Mets baseball and just, you know, East Coast. And the thing with Arietta, you, know, you and Bruce, you talked about this back in 2018. You know, he didn't have that spring training because he didn't get signed by the Phillies until, like, March, somewhere mid-March, somewhere around there. I can't remember the exact date. Mm -hmm. And if you look at his numbers from the 2018, and he also, you know, he had some injuries. If you look at the numbers, truthfully, the whip was just a hair up. The ERA was a hair up, but it was still under four. It was like 397. So if you go there, okay, 2019, he had the problems. And then, like last year, I saw him last year, you know, and he had the hammy that gave him the problem. But he was, man, uh, I think it was September 16th when he went down with the injury. Uh, with the injury. Mm -hmm. He was pitching great against the Mets, and the Phillies were like two games out of the wild card. So what I'm saying is, He's still a big game pitcher. He's still that big game pitcher. 
that can show up in the right moments. And I really think, I really think he's going to have a really good year this year, uh, Arietta. And we saw we saw it yesterday. The other thing too is he's got a, a ground ball percentage above fifty one percent. And if you got the Cubs infield and defense, which is supposedly the best in baseball, yeah, um, you know, I think you're going to have. I think I think good things are going to happen uh, with the Cubs this year. And I like the pitching, man. I like Zach Davies, man. I don't know why these Cubs fans don't like Zach Davies. I don't know what they've been watching him pitch against the Cubs. He's got. If you look, he's got a 3.79 ERA career. It's 3.70 uh, in Wrigley Field. I mean, I remember this guy carving up the Cubs. I don't know why he's, they don't like he, this dude. He's been he's been really good in his career. Was the best he's ever been last year in San Diego. And Zach Davies gets a chance today to show Cubs fans uh, what they have. Um, if you like watching Kyle Hendricks, thanks for the call, Ben. If you like watching Kyle Hendricks pitch. You'll like watching Zach Davies pitch. He's surgical. He doesn't throw hard. He has multiple changeups. There's um, he he's all about the research and then the execution and trusting his stuff uh, and creating soft contact. But he gets a little more swing and miss than Hendricks. Throws a, a lot of changeups. A lot of them high. He's unafraid to throw high changeups and. Um, uh, but he's super smart. They're calling him the associate professor. I like that because he's so similar to Hendricks. Now you'll see, you'll get a chance today. Yeah, you know, Jake Arrieta um, knows what he needs to do to adjust, reinvent, and extend the career a little bit here. And he's going to. And he started to do it yesterday. He's always been a big ground ball guy, and he's going to lean on that even more. Um, and in terms of the toughness, the personality to be a big game pitcher, the intangibles and all that stuff that you need, you know, he's got that, you know, it, you see, you, you've, you've learned it. You see it in the posture yeah, and, and you see it in the accomplishments, whether it's a complete game shutout against the pirates in the wild card game of 2015, or never forget. He won two games in the world series, both of them on the road. When the Cubs trailed, both of them. It's Arietta. He knows what he's doing. And he's willing to accept what he is and the best he can possibly be as constructed right now. Real good start for his season yesterday. 312-644-6767. Several White Sox calls we will get to next when we come back as we talk about that bullpen and much, much more. Answer Dave. Dave Brown at the top of the hour on LaRusse's bullpen and a lot more stuff, including Arietta's return and how good he might have to be to be the best of those famous Cubs returners. There have been a lot of them. And uh, Dave Brown did the research on who has had the best second stint. We'll tell you what Arietta has to do and who he has to beat to get to the top of that list. It speaks with you on hit and run on 670 the score. That ball's drilled to left. Hamilton back. It is gone. And the Angels have a 5-3 to three lead. I don't expect to lose a game if we're leading after the fifth inning. <laughs> oh, boy. Couple of them. That was the Upton home run over the head of Billy Hamilton, who relieved Andrew Vaughn again in left field. You're going to see a lot of that. Um, Maybe it won't be Hamilton. Maybe it'll be Angle soon. Um, Adam Angle will help quite a bit. Because maybe Angle will hit well enough that he'll just get some starts out there. Uh, Vaughn 0 for 4 in his uh, first go. But... uh, Right, Vaughn, Vaughn was 0 for 4. Uh, but he, here's, here's the deal. It's all about your mean Mercedes. It's all about that dude, except for the losses. The losses are kind of troubling. The fact that you're 1 and 2, and it's early, but the bullpen has been the issue. Let's talk about it with you guys. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. That's also how you text. Texter gets in and says, the Sox tribute to Eloy Jimenez has gone one step too far. The jersey was one thing, but all these errors and unearned runs is ridiculous. Ha, ha, ha. It's all part of the Eloy tribute. Oh, boy. This is Michael on the south side, who's now on 670 to score. Hello, Michael. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're good. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, as far as Mercedes, two thoughts. Mercedes, the guy may look like Rebate, but he can hit like Tony Gwynn. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but and another thing, uh, in the eighth inning, I'm thinking, okay, get Bummer in there because it wasn't Bummer's fault what happened in the first game. He had a ball bounce off the glove of the pitcher. Uh, Madigal made the error, pass ball. What is fault? Bring him me. I don't know. That's the last guy in the bullpen I trust is Marshall because he mm-hmm. throws too soft. The other guys are hard throwers. Bring that guy in in the eighth inning. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I, I would have you know? absolutely gone to Aaron Bummer for Jared Walsh. Absolutely have done that. Now, we're going to be able to nitpick and pick LaRusa apart as you do. This is what bullpen management um, comes with in a feverish town is that we're going to pick it apart and absolutely dissect it. I, I get trusting Marshall, and, but it's the second night in a row for Marshall. Bummer, it was not Bummer's fault, really, the other, the other day. The 11-pitch at bat for Upton that ended up with a walk. Um, was a terrific at-bat by Upton, who seems very locked in. You heard the home run there to come in. But bummer the other night, we know the issue was mostly, uh, it was largely magical, that, that that's the one you're left with. You're left with thinking, man, that inning was extended and put Aaron Bummer in an un- unfair place. Yes, I would have absolutely loved to see Bummer. I don't know why we didn't. Not sure why we didn't. Tony will go long with his guys. What do you feel like we've learned so far about Larusa, this version of Larusa, along with Ethan Katz and the bullpen? He's not afraid to lean on guys to go long. And, and for the most part, I'm not talking about starters. I'm talking about the relievers once they're in. For the most part, I am all for that and, and really always have been. If a dude is rolling don't just go to somebody else because it's his inning or his turn or you've got people there. I loved seeing Michael Kopech come out for a third inning the other night. Granted, it was just for Mike Trout, who he ended up walking, but I loved that. I loved that Garrett Crochet saw parts of three innings yesterday, two and a third after coming in. I know that um, it, it was a little weird to see Lance Lynn go away. You're like, man, it's so early. We've got this great pen. But then Crochet makes that look good. But I love that Crochet and Kopech are going to be used for multiple innings like that. Both of them. One from each side. Ambidextrous gravy. Starters. Who you have in that pulpen. Starter caliber guys. Who can go longer than your normal short relievers. Do it. You don't have to use guys over and over and over for short stints and warm them up and burn them all the time. I mean, this is a broader issue. Believe me, when I see Steve Ciszek pitching out there for Joe Madden again, I'm like, oh, he signed up for more of that? <laughs> use me every day. And Ciszek got hit hard the other night. But So for the most part, I like that he's not afraid to go with guys a little bit longer in their stints. But yeah, I would have, I, I I would have gone to Bummer, with Marshall, there. Absolutely. Let's um let's hear from Evan Marshall. About Jared Walsh in that eighth inning uh, last night. Jared Walsh hit the ball very hard, just about every time he was up. And Jared Walsh is a lot of people's pick to be a breakout guy in the middle of that very interesting lineup. Here's Evan Marshall talking about Walsh in the eighth inning last night. Yeah, the problem was Walsh. Uh, Rendon hit, hit a great pitch, uh, in my opinion. You know, I got him out yesterday, tied him up in there. Uh, so maybe he's looking in there. But um, he hit a good one in the left. Um, singles are fine. Uh, had all, I, had, I was ahead of Walsh. And... Um, you know, good first pitch, second pitch, the heater up, you know, uh, got to make a better uh, two-strike pitch there. Um, I tried to make it nastier, and uh, the result was what it was. So Walsh was the problem. Um, again, Up- Upton's a good hitter, and I was uh, pretty much, uh, you know, I could have tossed it in there any better, uh, but he beat it to the spot, and uh, good hitters do that sometimes. It's one of those things uh, you, you always have to mix and match against uh, – those guys, I mean, you know, the inning starts out getting, you know, one of the best hitters of our generation out. Uh, and, and there's no letdown from there uh, in their lineup. Um, and that just sort of shows um, how quickly things can go. Yeah, it's a good lineup. 
That's uh, that's a good, interesting lineup, especially when Shohei Otani is in it, as he was yesterday. Even though he's pitching today, Shohei Otani was in that lineup yesterday. And we'll see when we get a lineup. We probably won't till later since it's a night game. But Shohei expected to be in the lineup today, even though he's pitching, which is really cool. Part of that Otani story that we're looking forward to. We'll squeeze in a segment on on some of that later on. Some of the stuff that we're looking forward to that we think might be happening this year along um, with Otani in context for today. Here's a little more Evan Marshall talking about the man of the moment, and that's Jermaine Mercedes starting out his his, uh, 2021 with eight straight hits in his first eight at-bats. Unbelievable. You know... uh you know, I, I'd be offering your an extension right now. Uh, that's some of the best hitting uh, consecutively I've ever seen. Um, that home run tonight was really special, and we were able to get the ball down there for him and, and get it in for the authenticator. So um, your arm is killing it right now, and, and uh, you know, he's an MVP. <laughs> you keep it up. They're the best player in the, ever. So <laughs> Best player ever. I mean, yeah, you go eight for eight. You do that every couple of games, uh, you're going to end up uh, pretty historic. It's an unbelievable story. So fun and really fun because people have been waiting for him for a long, long time. You're mean Mercedes. White Sox fans have been saying, this guy, this guy, thought it was going to be last year, did get up for two games, made one plate appearance, but now here he is getting a start. You know, does he even make the team if Eloy doesn't get hurt? I don't think so. I don't think he does. If Eloy doesn't get hurt, then some of the shuffling that has gone on doesn't take place. It might you know? be twofold, though. It's probably Engel and Jimenez getting hurt that forced your mean being up because I probably think he's the 26 man. So I think well, if, if Engel was there, he'd probably be taking that spot. But part of it is also like, all right. Your means hurt. Okay, Collins is definitely, I mean, Eloy's hurt. Collins is definitely going to make the team. And it's the Lucroy cut as well, the surprise Lucroy cut. It's like, okay, well, if we're going to carry your mean, then he can just be our third catcher. Uh, so like, it's, it's, it's a, a few different factors that got in there. So it's Angle and it's Eloy. And it's also Collins being good enough to be trusted as the full-time backup catcher who might even end up catching more than Grandal, depending on how things go. You know, but um, we still haven't seen him catch yet. So, I mean, that might still be an issue at a major league level. We haven't seen him or Mercedes catch it, uh, catch it at a major league level. And we're talking about the defense being an issue. And we know how much the catcher is such an important position to that. Yeah. Yeah. But your mean gets here. It's pretty nice. This is George in River Grove. George, uh, let's squeeze you in on 670 the score. What's up? How are you? I love being squeezed. Thank you. Of course. Uh, Spigs. I love you to death. I, I love your insights. Your your acumen is very good, superior. Uh, my question is, how does this guy, one minute he's not worthy of a uniform, and then the next minute he's ripping the ball, he's hitting the ball right on the button. Yeah. Uh, you know, how does that reflect on the coaching and the personnel that make those decisions? I mean, that's like. This is pitiful. I mean, this is a bad joke. It, it, so it's pitiful that they didn't get him up here sooner and give him a chance sooner. It, it goes a decade back, George. It goes a decade back because he was with the Washington Nationals starting in 2011. He was there for three years. They cut him before he ever played in America. So they had him in their Dominican facility and then he, he played Dominican ball, but he, he was in that organization, but he never played in America the first three years and they cut him 2014. He does come to America and he plays in a few different independent leagues. He was really good in those independent leagues. And so the Orioles signed him and he's in the Orioles organization for three years had his best seasons at Class A in 2016, but only played 12 games above Class A. And in 2017, the Orioles didn't even protect him in the minor league portion of the Rule 5 draft. So you can't just hammer the White Sox 
for not letting this talent make the major leagues. It's three different organizations. In 2018, the White Sox do pick him in that Rule 5 draft. Kudos. Kind of like Omar Narvaez, where they found offensive talent and said, we think he can be a catcher. That's what they've done with Mercedes. And now here he is. There's everything about the way that he hits, especially early in the count, just seems like it's not going to work on the big league level. But what is not appreciated enough and is now evident to all of us is the adjustments that he makes at the plate within every at bat, certainly with two strikes and sometimes earlier. He has terrific hand-eye coordination, incredible bat control, and phenomenal willingness to just make contact and hit the ball where it's pitched. It's gorgeous. So fun. But not evident to lots and lots of people in multiple organizations. So don't, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't waste too much time and energy um, going after the org for not letting him get here now. 2,400 minor league plate appearances for your mean Mercedes. Incredible. We'll continue the conversation on the White Sox and more. Herb Lawrence at about 1040 on the Yerminator. Let's talk to Dave Brown, um, formerly of Yahoo Sports, now with the Midway Minute. We'll do that next on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.